Welcome to the Daddy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday. On this podcast, it is our goal to educate, to inform, and to equip fathers everywhere to help them be better dads so they can raise good kids that become great adults. We've got this monstrous goal to reach 10 million fathers in the next 10 years to end fatherlessness, and we will use every channel at our disposal, including, the, including this podcast, to do so. It is my distinct honor, and in honor of Father's Day, to have my father, Dave Batt, on the podcast with us today. Thanks so much for being on. I'm excited to have you. And before we jump in and, and I ask you some really deep and pointed questions as my father, uh, I want to make sure everyone out there is reminded that a couple of things. First and foremost, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you come back every week. We'll be producing this content weekly, and we'll make sure that you have access to top tips on fatherhood from athletes and celebrities and professionals and many more who are in the mix of fatherhood and who have great ideas that can help you learn and grow. We also ask that you pick up a copy of the book, Daddy Saturday. It is our field guide and our manual for fatherhood, and you'll find many more resources and the core principles of Daddy Saturday in the book. And don't forget to visit us online at daddysaturday.com and across all social media. Well, thanks for joining today, Dad. Excited to have you on the podcast. This is our first episode that we're interviewing someone. The, the last episode was a solo cast where I talked about Daddy Saturday. So it's great to talk to somebody else and not have to hear my whole voice for the entire time. Well, Justin, I'm glad to be, be on here and excited uh, to be part of your, your podcast here. Well, thank you. So, Dad, I guess to start us off, let me ask a, a, a bigger, broader question. You know, when you think back to how much things have changed as the role of a father when you were, you were raising me and, and bringing me and, and our, my sister up, Jen, and your daughter, you know, think about how much things have changed. What would you say are some of the bigger, bigger uh, principles or bigger social dynamics or bigger changes in the environment that you now see with raising kids versus what you faced when you were bringing me up? Oh my gosh. Good question. Uh, you know, Justin, you look at today versus, you know, back when you and Jennifer were growing up, uh, you know, the social media and, and with, you know, cell phones and, and all the things that are out there today to, to, to basically take away from just being a good parent is just incredible. Uh, if I had to, uh, go back in time and if I had what I have today, I'd be, I'd be totally amazed on what to do and how to, how to be a good parent because there's so many different avenues out there. But, uh, you know, I, I treasure what I had and I think I've done well. And with your mother, uh, part of the team, of course, I, I think we, we reached out and accomplished what we needed to accomplish to be a, a good father and a good mother. Well, I would absolutely agree with that. And in fact, in honor of Father's Day, thank you for being such a, a great dad and giving me such a strong platform to jump off of and an example to learn from. And as I think back, Dad, to my memories in childhood, the one thing I can always say about you in a positive light is that you were always there and you made yourself available and you were constantly involved. And you know, quality time was definitely one of your strong suits with us as, as children. So what was it about uh, either your upbringing or your ideals of fatherhood that, that made you spend so much time and be so devoted to just being with us? 
Well, you know, my son, as I look back as a child with my father, um, you know, he work was you know ninety percent of of what what he did. I mean, he worked you know nine, ten, eleven hour days, and and uh, you know, father of five, uh, he just didn't have the time to spend with each individual child. And so I, we were kind of like brothers and sisters, and just hung out, did our thing. And, and dad was there. Dad was you know, you know part of our, our family, but you know the the one on one time was just not there. Um, as I you know grew up and, and, and got married and had children and you being the first, uh, the most, uh, most important thing that I could feel and wanted to do. And I thought that I did a good job at that was just, um, being a, a good father and being there for you because you time goes by so quickly. And I mean, goodness sakes, uh, you look at, um, you know, the age that you first born and then, you know, how quickly you moved into, you know, junior high, high school, and then the, the collegiate level, it just went by so quickly. So I just, you know, spend as much quality time as I possibly could with you at your earlier age was so important, so imperative at that time. Well, thank you, Dad. And, and thank you for spending all of that time because it, it certainly did help mold and shape me as a youth and now in my adult life. And, you know, I look back and I think that all of that time, a lot of those were micro moments. And as I think about it, we weren't really doing anything that was extravagant or extraordinary. Many of those moments were, we connected around sports quite often. So it'd be you and I playing catch with a baseball or a football or, um, you know, out doing some sort of physical activity. And much of our time together were around those moments. And when I look at that, there's not one big moment that necessarily stands out. It's the multitude of all those little moments that add up that really help develop and build our relationship. And so for our listeners, I think that's a key point to take out of this is one, you said something that we always hear the phrase, don't blink and how fast time goes. I like to say, and we say in the book, the days can be so long, but the years really are so short. And I think you, you emphasize that. And, you know, as you look back, maybe what's one area that you look back on, on your role in fatherhood and, and bringing me up that, even though you did spend a lot of time, maybe what was an area that you look back and say, gosh, you know, I wish I would have spent more time here or, or done this differently. You know, I, I had this kind of smile when you're, what you just mentioned, because, you know, being a father, uh, it's more than just playing, playing ball. You know, it's just, it's about, you know, relationships, you know, father, son, son, daughter, father, daughter, uh, the exposure and, and the time being spent and, you know, the guidance and, and trying to be, kind and be humble and be independent uh, in the work ethic, teaching, you know, strong work ethics, things of this nature. Um, you know, if one thing I, I've felt that probably I was a little shy on was just more of spending the quality one-on-one -on -one time uh, with you on aspects of, of just growing up and what to expect as you move forward in your, your age. When we did a lot together as a family, we did a lot together uh, like you said, on the ball field and things of this nature. But there's so many different things out there, whether it was you know, going out in the woods and just going for a walk or, or just doing some things that we could have done together as just father and son. Um, if I could go back again and, and do it all over again, I would have spent a little bit more time on, on that aspect of it. I think that's a great point, Dad. And, and, you know, as fathers, it can be challenging to have some of those conversations and to enter into that that dialogue. But I think what you did well is you created the space for that to happen. And that's what 
hope that other fathers take away from that. And what I've learned with my own kids is that, you know, by playing catch or doing what the kid is interested in, the child's interested in, then it allows that space for that conversation to open up and to have some of those dialogues. And, you know, we were talking about it as two, as two men, as father, son, and it's probably easier as a man to connect with your son simply because oftentimes it'll involve a bat or a ball or a car or something of that nature. I think where it can be a challenge is when it revolves around, you know, a, a daughter and that connection with, with a girl. And so maybe let's take a step outside of you and I and our relationship and, and maybe talk about that same scenario with, with my sister and your daughter, Jennifer, um, you know, what was different there and, and was it, was it the same? Was it more of a challenge to connect? Can you comment on that for us? <laughs> so that's a tough one right there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, spending the time with Jennifer, our daughter and, and your sister, was definitely uh, challenging because, you know, you know, she was involved in sports, as you all know, but uh, a totally different, uh, you know, you were like a rebel. I mean, you were, you were very competitive and, and uh, you know, you were just like I was back in the day, you know, strong-willed and, and that strong work ethic. And Jennifer is kind of slow and easy and took her stride. So it was kind of hard for me to understand that part of it and, and how to handle a, a female versus a male. The other thing too was, um, you know, just the one-on-one -on -one time. You know, I, you know, how do you how do you entertain a, a young lady with playing with dolls or, uh, you know, various aspects of of a female growing up than it was with a guy. So it's a little difficult, you know, on that aspect of it. But when it all comes down to it, you know, the importance of education, you know, the religion, uh, our religion, you know, just being a, a father figure and being her best friend or your best friend was to me the most part of being a father, just being there when needed and, and as often as needed. Well, as, as you know, with your grandchildren, I have uh, a daughter and three sons. And so certainly, you know, my daughter's outnumbered by three and, and I've got three times the, the, the boyhood in our household. And so it is sometimes easier to gravitate towards connecting with the boys simply because you have more in common or you can associate easier with them and what they're they want to do or looking to do and you know I found much like you described that I have to work at it or be way more intentional about how I engage my daughter Hayden and your granddaughter and I found that for me what what oftentimes helps is by asking her what she wants or what's important to her or um, just kind of fitting in and coming alongside her and whatever she is doing and being observant of that and it, it certainly helped us and in our relationship. And it's funny, we were talking about this. I did a post today, in fact, where I was talking about that with Hayden. And the picture is of her and I sitting underneath these inner tubes in the rain playing Barbies. And she's about five years old, but she's 11 now. And you know, that's exactly what had happened. I'd come alongside her. We were playing Barbies, something that I'm not you know, known for doing. And we had a great time and it was a, a great memory between the two of us. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that you said that because, you know, you know, every minute you spend with them rubs, rubs off on them. You know, every story, every, you know, moral, every hug, every kiss, uh, you know, every time you discipline them, they remember those kind of things, whether it's popcorn at the movies or any type of compassion that you show to them. But, you know, that all rubs off and, and they'll, they'll remember that. So you brought up discipline, and I'm glad that you did, because I think it's something that most parents, and especially as fathers, struggle with. So you know, give us maybe your philosophy on, on how you disciplined Jen and I, 
and and what that looked like and would you have done anything differently as you thought about your style of discipline today well number one and and foremost uh, without a doubt and you know this coming from from me your father um i don't ever or a father should never ever abuse a child ever same goes for your wife my wife or your mother there should be never reason to hit a lady and and uh, abuse a child and that's just number one and you know that coming from my heart and and being with me for all these years uh, but when it came down to discipline um there were times you know as you all know um but my tone of voice and the eye contact uh, pretty much uh solidified what i'm what i needed to get across to you and you understood what i meant and uh there were times that uh mom would uh, overshadow me because you know I was kind of leaning on some things but at the same time I think you and Jennifer both knew that you know what was right and what was wrong and that comes from the very beginning you know how you was brought up and um, you know when it comes down to um, as you got older you knew the rules and guidelines um, and you understood them and you obeyed them and it made, made it a lot easier for your mother and I. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's so important that you bring up a, a topic around the relevance of two parents uh, being in line in terms of their discipline strategy and their discipline style, right? And it can be very challenging. And, and certainly this wasn't the case with you and mom, but I, I can see where people struggle with this, where you may have a more passive and you may have a more aggressive parent in terms of their personality styles. And that can cause a dynamic difference in the way that they choose to discipline. And that can cause some dissension in, in parenting and even within the household. So I think you bring up a really strong point that it's really critical that the parents be on the same page in terms of discipline, style, and structure, and they agree with what that looks like, and they both hold true to that, what that principle is. The other thing that you bring up is this concept of, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, if when you discipline, you need to make sure that the, the relationship is is retained and intact after the fact. And that can be a challenge for any parent as well. So dad, I want you to think about, um, you know, all the, we've talked a lot about memories and we've had many great memories. If you could look back on, on my childhood and our time together, is there one memory that just really stands out to you that you would pull and say that, you know, this was just one of those foundational or keystone memories from our time together in, in our, my childhood. <laughs> That's a tough one. Cause there's so many that, to stop and think and reflect on but you know if I always seems to pop in my mind is when your mother was you know a third shift ER nurse and and there you and I are by ourselves and I had to you know take care of you uh, as a little child and, and and entertain you and feed you and comfort you and and be your mother when your mother was busy working uh, those are cherished times and you know the bonding that you and I had and especially the story times and and just the the ultimate of being a you know father son uh, relationship uh, always is in my heart and always will be in my heart. Um, you know, as I that for some reason that always flashes back is one of the most precious precious times of you know having a son and, and, and a wonderful son and the relationship that we had uh, at that time. So that's that's so so great, Dad. Because what a great segue. The apple clearly doesn't fall far from the tree because. 
that's exactly how Daddy Saturday started. And, you know, Heather was working at her bridal store on Saturdays, my wife, and I was left alone with our two-week-old daughter, Hayden Olivia, at the time. And then the the three boys, as they came along, and, you know, I was playing multiple roles and, and had the kids all day on those Saturdays. And that's what started Daddy Saturday. So clearly, we had some commonality in that. And that, even though I was young, it impacted me enough that I was wanting to do the same thing for my kids. So let's ask, let's talk a bit about that. You've clearly been a part of Daddy Saturday from the beginning, been very involved and, and watched this evolve and happen. I'd love just to get your overall feedback and thoughts on, on Daddy Saturday and you know, where the platform is today and just where you see this going. Oh my goodness. Uh, just ecstatic over the whole concept of Daddy Saturday you know, from the very beginning and especially having it here in our hometown of Bryan, Ohio, you know, when we did a data Saturday in Bryan and, and just the, uh, the response from the, the community of, of, you know, the city of Bryan and surrounding communities and the individual kids involved in it and, and the smiles on their faces and seeing the dads being intentional with one-on-one with their kids and, and the mothers too that were there and brought their sons or their daughters or both. Uh, it just, just absolutely was just, you know, eye-opening. I never would have thought uh, what you have accomplished would be such a, a hit in a, in a small community and now, you know, nationally. Uh, just it's just phenomenal. And just getting the word out there and seeing the response, uh, constant feedback I get from friends that, that see you on social media and has bought your book or they're following you on YouTube or LinkedIn and all the social media aspects of it. Just It just leaps and bounds. And just thrilled to death. I have not heard one, uh, you know, complaint or one bad comment about it and, and what a good thing it is and, and, and how we could have just keep moving this forward. It was phenomenal. Well, thank you. And as my father, I would expect nothing less and <laughs> that you would be proud of me. So thank you. Uh, of course, I appreciate all those things. And, you know, I just want to be clear that your pride in me is, is received and, and is humbling at the same time. I want the listeners and the audience to know that Daddy Saturday, while it started in my home with my family and that was my primary responsibility, it's, it's become a calling and it is now much bigger than me. And it is a national movement and it is a, a pathway to fix fatherhood and to disrupt fatherhood and to end this epidemic of fatherlessness. And so, you know, I don't want the listeners to hear and believe that this is about me because it's not at this point. It is far bigger than that. It's something I've been called to and, and God has called me to, and I'm just honoring that calling. And now I've got to be a steward of this platform. And I thank you for your participation in, in my life early on and setting that, that standard and giving me the shoulders of a giant to jump off of. And you've been immensely helpful in my own role as a father. And certainly now as I take this platform to the next level. Well, I've got two final questions for you. One question is going to be a question that we'll always ask on this show and it's a question that I've asked in interviews along the years. And I don't know that we, I've ever asked you this question, Dad. So it'll be a good one. And I'll just tell you up front, in most interviews, it takes people completely by surprise because I just throw it into the mix in the middle of the interview. So I'll give you a little bit of a heads up. But the question is, if you had a boat, and we're not talking about a, a little boat, we're talking about a big boat, um, think, think yacht size boat, um, what would you name your boat? What would I name my boat? <laughs> oh my goodness sakes! Uh, batters up. 
Batters up. All right. Well, with the last name Bat and the nickname of Batter, which I've also inherited, uh, Batters up. I love it. The baseball, the baseball parody. Very good. Wonderful. Well, Dad, um, in closing, we want to say thank you to all the fathers out there, especially those that are serving in our military, that are representing our country and our freedom, that can't be home this Father's Day with their families. And for those fathers who have died serving our country, uh, we would just like to say thank you for your service and thank you for uh, your commitment to our country and making the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say to fathers out there before we close this interview? Um, basically, Justin, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's just being intentional, you know, just taking the time and spending, as I mentioned earlier in our, our short little conversation this, this afternoon, is, is being intentional, being there for your child, uh, whether it's, you know, an hour a day, a half hour a day, uh, just, you know, whenever you need them to be there. You know, I always look back and I, I think of, you know, four big or five key points in our uh, growing up as, as a father and, and our ch children is always telling your children that you love them, you know, be proud of them, uh, that you're always there for them. And they're doing a great job, you know, that positive feedback. And then just thank you for being my son. You know, that's uh, five points has always struck my heart. Well, thank you, Dad. What a special gift to have you on the podcast, the Daddy Saturday podcast for Father's Day in honor of Father's Day. And to have my father on and ask you some, some pointed questions about my youth, uh, it really means a lot that you would uh, come on and convey that to our audience. So thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And thank you for listening to the Daddy Saturday podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And we will see you next week on the Daddy Saturday podcast.